0: This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. It's Annie Grace. I hope everybody's doing awesome. So I have a, a question here. Um... Uh reader's question, uh, they wrote in and they said, in the past, I've been part of every conversation poking fun at those who don't partake in drunken gatherings. Now that I'm sober, I'm dreading these get-togethers, although they'll be smaller due to COVID. I know I'll be the butt of jokes this time, but I also feel like if I speak up, it will make me a hypocrite since I was always laughing with them. Okay, so this is such a good question. First of all, what I would do is I would write down all of the possible jokes that you used to make and that could be made. And I would look at them and feel them and try to release your defensiveness around it. Um, Because it's so natural, especially when we've made a change and we've realized we're wrong and we're trying to protect something new. It's so natural to just try to make the other side and the other thing wrong. And I think that's really natural. But if you can do this, if you can kind of like take Everything you can possibly imagine that they would say at this gathering, like whatever they would say. I remember I used to always say, oh, I don't trust people who don't drink. You know, those people are blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, they're too good for us or whatever the case is. And there was all of this stuff. And a lot of it was coming out of my own desire to justify my own drinking. And then realize, try to get back in touch with where you were at the time that you were saying these things and making fun of, and try to get in touch with the underlying thing. Was it that you just wanted to go with the crowd and you wanted to say what everybody else was saying and you wanted to chime in where they were chiming in? Was it something else where you actually, like me, had some level of fear around your own drinking? And so really, for me, veh- vehemently, like loudly defending my own like drinking <laughs> And putting down other people helped me sleep at night. It helped me feel better. It helped me overcome some of the cognitive dissonance that I was experiencing of both wanting to drink, you know, less and more at the same time and the internal battle that was happening inside me when I was realizing that the thing that I thought was my best friend was actually not doing me all that many favors. So try to get in touch with all of the things that you think you would say or you think somebody would say and then try to get in touch with the underlying motivation. What this will do, this exercise, before you go spend time with other people, and it's very practical, very tactical, it's going to take the emotion out of it. It's gonna defuse these things for you. So when they come, they're not gonna be a surprise, and when they come, you're going to be able to have a compassion-led response to, A, you won't react, you'll respond, because you won't be surprised, you won't be taken off guard, but B, you'll be able to be in compassion because you've already let go of your defensiveness and said, oh, oh, I remember feeling that way. Yeah, totally. I get where you're coming from. Now, you now have a perspective they don't have. So you're just farther along. So you not only have all the information they have, because you were there, you were doing the same thing, but now you have all this new information. And so the, the quest is to take your new information and live from that place without putting down, discounting, shaming either yourself when you were there in the past or them because they're not where you are yet. And so acting, which is a ton of grace and being in this place where it is really your goal, I would say, and it's totally up to you. You can make your own goal, but I would say in that situation, my goal would be to make myself part of it in a way that still feels genuine to me so that when any of them have questions about their own drinking, which they inevitably will, this is how it happens in every single social situation I've ever seen, because this thing is catching fire. People wanting to change their drinking is catching fire. It is exploding. It is moving through communities. It's moving through friend groups is it's one person One person comes in doing something different and depending a lot on how that one person interacts, that that person could just ghost and then they're not going to make a big impact on the whole of the group of friends. Or that person could show up and they could start preaching and then eventually it might make an impact, but it's sure going to be resistant at first. Or that person could show up in the way that we're going to discuss and the impact that that one person can have can be really, really profound. I believe in order to have an impact, you need to never give advice that you're not asked for. And you need to show up in a way that creates enough trust and rapport and compassion that when they're curious, they're gonna go to you because they know you're not gonna be judgy judgerton. They know you're gonna be there from a good place. So if your outcome is to be part of it all, have fun, and by the way, present yourself in a way that they will come to you when they're curious about it, I'd say the best solution and solely up to you, but would be one of total self-deprecation. So complete, like make fun of yourself first. Then <laughs> you can think of lots of different ways to do this. You can look up, I mean, literally you can Google funny ways to say you don't want to have a drink or funny ways to turn down a drink or funny ways to say no to alcohol. And there's tons of suggestions. I mean, people have really thought about this stuff and it's like, oh no, I've drank enough for my whole life. And I'm taking a little break. You know me. Alcohol was not my friend. I think Robert Downey Jr. said, oh no, I'm allergic to alcohol. I end up in handcuffs. And, and there's just these ways that like, let's make fun of me first and do it in a way that diffuses all the other things. So they're not going to make fun of you because you're hoity-toity or because you're looking down at them and they're not, you're not even going to give them that chance. They're, you're going to make fun of yourself first and be like, oh no. Alcon Hall and I, we had our fun. It was rough and tumble. <laughs> And we had a breakup because man, it was not going anywhere good. But more power to you guys, bottoms up, you know, I got my sparkling water, whatever. But if your outcome is to just be part of it and be present, and I believe that being present, creating rapport, creating a non-judgmental, non-anxious presence in your group of friends is the most radical thing you can do. It is a thing that can catapult change. Because guess what? They now have someone who they look at and they go, huh, working for her, working for him. That's interesting. They seem to have fun. They're, wait, what? This is totally creating a whole new perspective shift for them of, oh my gosh, like somebody's having fun. Somebody's joking about it. Somebody's chill about it. Somebody's not preaching at me. Somebody's not judging me. Like you have flipped their perspective on its head, and by the way, by showing up and making fun first, having no resistance. So I think of this a little bit like I think of water on rock, right? If you want to change a dynamic, and it doesn't have to even be that you want to change this dynamic in terms of you want everybody to stop drinking, but you just want to change this dynamic of maybe you want to introduce another side to it so that it's not everybody on this one side fighting and and making fun of all the people who don't drink, but it's kind of like, okay, we're in the mix and we can kind of have a, a laugh at each other. But if you want to change a dynamic, you're so much likely, more likely to change rock being non-resistant, like water, like water can actually shape rock. Water created the Grand Canyon. Water creates incredible things. It shapes rock. River rocks are so smooth because they've been shaped by water. But if you come in with force, hey, guys, I have this uh, announcement. I'm not drinking anymore. And look, you can't make fun of me or whatever or you just leave or you say oh yeah well like this is what I did this is how I know all this is because I went into my group of friends like oh my gosh you guys uh no nobody should be drinking anymore you know alcohol causes cancer you know it's killing more people than all prescription illegal drugs combined did you know this did you know that blah 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 blah." and I like went all in on it and of course like they just started making fun of me behind my back (laughs) what else are they gonna do and so I wasn't present to make any change or to have any say because I gave a lot of unsolicited advice. So again, don't give advice that you're not asked for. But if you come in gently, non-resistant, you know, self-deprecating, almost making fun of yourself first, you know, going, and by the way, having done your homework ahead of time to take all the emotion out of it by writing down everything you think they're gonna say, writing down all the ways you think you can respond, writing down all your emotions you had when you were saying and engaging in the same sort of jokes, then you can come in and you can just be really chill and really peaceful and have a lot of fun and approach it in this way that isn't anxious People who aren't anxious are like magnetic. People who can come into situations and just be like, whatever, it's all good. It's like magnetic because people are so desperate for that level of peace. And they see it and they see it in you and then they combine it with, oh my gosh, and they're not drinking. Wow, that's where change happens. That's where give it a year, give it two years, maybe give it six months, and maybe even less time because things are changing faster and faster in this conversation. But I'll tell you that once I did that in my group of friends, I mean, it's totally a different landscape, completely different. And some people were intense and aggressive about it, but the more non-resistant you can be, the more non-confrontational, the more you can value the relationship over being right about this, and uh, I think that comes with a lot of self-deprecation. I think the better off you are. So let us know how it goes. I think it's really awesome. And if you're in a place um, for anybody where you're really curious about like, not drinking, I just highly encourage you to join us for free, always free, at alcoholexperiment.com. It's the Alcohol Experiment. And it just gives you a taste, you know, a little bit of life without alcohol because there is some really great things on the other side. Hi, it's Annie Grace. I wanted to interrupt this podcast, or I guess the end of this podcast, to say that if you are totally serious about actually, truly, and forevermore transforming your relationship with alcohol, really leaving it behind in the rear view mirror for once and forevermore and changing your psychology about it, We have a program called The Path that is created specifically for you. Now, it's not for you if you just, you know, are still dabbling or still trying to figure out where you want to be or, you know, maybe even still want to moderate. All those things are fine. But if you are beyond that and you're like, no, I just want to be done with this. I'm ready to invest some time and I'm ready to just make this happen. I want you to check out NakedMindPath.com and join us in The Path where you can truly make this lasting change you want in your life. And it's...